This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Citizens of the Verse, today is January 26th, 2951, and welcome to another episode of Readcast. We're a weekly Star Citizen podcast sponsored by the Read Organization. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Collect All the Rocks Before a 30K Hits, Chekhov. Say hello, Chekhov. Hello, and I just got into your server. Oh, look at that. How awesome. Um, so... We have actual content to talk about this week, which is exciting. Um, But before we dive into that, Chekhov, what have you been up to this past week? Um, Same old. We had some new members uh, on board, so we did some uh, uh, mall mining for a change. I haven't done that in a while. That was fun. Uh, I was with you, so I I had fun as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Outside of that, actually, I I, I did not play a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just uh, uh, you know, didn't go to PTU yet. Kind of stayed in PU, so there was really not much to talk about. Uh, uh, just you know, more 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 of the same. A little bit of mining. That's about it. Yeah, I um, in the I'm in the same boat. Last night, I you know, I, obviously, you know what I did because. Folks who don't know, I was hanging out with Jekov and another uh, new member of our org, and we were um, mining with the mole, which was pretty fun. Uh, we discovered how much of a well-oiled machine Chekhov and I are when it comes to mining. Um, yeah, we still got it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. I tried to log into the PTU, and I, I successfully did, but I didn't have... Um, I caught the Xenothreat mission too late, and so I didn't get a chance to play test it. And since then, I've just decided to wait until um, until it hits live, probably mm-hmm. sometime this week. So I uh, figured I would hold off until then. Um, but it's been, we actually have content, like I said, and um, what's some interesting content to talk about. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, so last week, ISC finally came back. Hallelujah holler back. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad. Um, we were treated to quite a few interesting things. They showed off a terrain editor tool that helps them uh, adjust terrain really quickly so that, you know, if you have a landing location, you can flatten terrain and make it easier. You can, you know, move rocks around the terrain and such. Um, and then they also showed off an early stage prototype of the river creation tool. Yeah, um, and considering it was a prototype, it looked really cool. Yep. Yeah, it did. That was just uh, a yet again a reminder of uh, how complex and, and detailed this this game really is, and what it really takes, you know, to develop it, and and you know uh, how much thought it goes in. And but really, you know, the, the 
the, the you, you kind of play it every day and you you sort of lose sight of, of the details they're putting in and that yeah the, the the whole river making really reminded you of that yeah uh definitely um and then uh and, and it just looked really awesome and even though they didn't use a river current because they were just you know prototyping and plopping in water that that behaves just like an ocean it still looked really awesome and it's like oh my god when the rivers are actually in game Mm-hmm. It's just going to be so much more interesting and continue to create really dynamic, engaging environments. And it looks like they'll be able to do it fast, um, which is cool. Yeah. Um, then they also dis- discussed um, how the, this past year's combat summit went. Um, and one of the a couple of the things that they talked about, one, um, capacitors are going to be a huge addition to the game which I think is going to change the dynamics of combat um, from the standpoint of, you know, you're not going to be able to do, you know, full shields forward and be firing and be flying at a fast speed. You're going to have limited power at your disposal. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to pick and choose your play style, which I think is exciting because it'll, yeah, it'll is that help what it really means. Yeah. Thanks for yeah, clarifying because yeah. I, I didn't really understand that, I guess. Right. So, so, so the, that's the, the role of the capacitor. It's sort of and uh, if a capacitor gets damaged, you uh-huh. have to reroute power to the to the other parts of the ship, especially for a large ship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know it'll it'll be interesting to see that. Um, they also talked about the fact that there's no perfect, uh, you know, meta end game ship, but rather you know ships are suited for particular functions, and there's drawbacks and 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 pluses and minuses for. Um, every ship, you know, I, they didn't say any example, but for instance, you know, people, people might think like an Orion's an end game ship. Um, yeah. it's a big mining ship, but just cause it's big doesn't mean it's good at everything. Um, and so, you know, an Orion, it has its purpose, but it also, you know, definitely has drawbacks. It's probably expensive to fly. You know, you need a lot of crew, et cetera. Um, probably for longer operations as well. Yeah. Um, That's definitely remind yeah. me when I, you know, when I started the game, I used to ask everybody, well, you know, just tell me, you know, just the, the best, what, what, what do I need? Best ship, for, you know, uh, for fighting. Tell me what I have to load it out with and I'll be done with it. And, and when I used to get answers like, well, it depends. Well, it dep- I thought yeah. everybody was just like kind of, uh, you know, being too cocky. So what, what do you mean depends? Just come on. Usually there's, you know, in games, there's like everybody knows what's the best, what you need, and go for it. But now I understand. It's really, really individual. It's it's based on your yeah. game style. It's based on no, your abilities. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least for that episode of ISC, um, they, they showed a quick little snippet of a test where um, – I, I forgot the gentleman's name, but they he showed how the terrain editor could be used to actually modify uh, the surface of a planet or moon yeah. in game with like a grenade launcher, um, which is something that originally we didn't think was going to be possible, um, which also opens up a wide variety of options for them. You know, deforming the terrain while during combat's one, but now maybe if your ship crashes, 
it will leave a trench, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of oh. awesome to think about. Oh, there's going to be a lot of trenches. Around Especially when Nubkins <laughs> is involved. That's true, too. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was a good episode. It wasn't like, you know what? I have to say, for the first episode of the year, it was really good. Like, usually they're sort of phoned in, like, really? kind of episodes um in the beginning and then you're like when are we going to get the good stuff but i feel like that was actually a good substantive episode um and then last friday we were treated to the first star citizen live which was a q a with the character team um they were asked a ton of questions but i'm only going to talk about some highlights um they talked about beards and how they will appear in game they're just finishing the new hair tech implementation um, and adding in new ha- hairstyles before they tackle beards. Um, and Jeremiah Lee said that the the new hair actually looks extremely awesome and very lifelike. So can't wait to see it. I wish they demoed it, but I understand that they didn't. Um, they did confirm that clothing would have more depth and modularity and have more purpose. Um, they they mentioned that they will not be adding and uh, probably ever children into the game or elderly characters. And they even talked about sort of the drawback as to why everyone's the same height because metrics and it's, they'd rather have everyone the same height, but be able to accommodate a lot of different actions than, you know, customize the height and then have to make an interaction look less real. Um, They confirm creatures are being worked on. They are still in the middle of, of um, working on the Xion. They're behind on the Tavarin. And they also just discussed other things like including tattoos, scars, more functionality with backpacks, etc. And, you know, uh, maybe more combat oriented clothing. So it was a good episode. I thought it was interesting. Uh, did, did you happen to catch that one, Chekhov? No, that one I did not. So, okay, but that was good. That was a great recap, though. I, I think I caught some, you know, YouTube stuff here and there. Yeah, it's a it was a good one, and I, I kind of watched it over like you know three different viewings because you know an hour is a long time uh, to watch. But uh, you know, especially when yes. I have TV to watch. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, it was good. Um, this week's Inside Star Citizen is going to be about logos. Uh, and what their place is in the verse, as well as the first sprint report of the year. So I'm sure we'll see some really cool stuff in that. Um, and then we're still not sure what uh, Star Citizen Live will be about. We're waiting on that update. So that's the content for this week. Um, now, in other news, the PTU is up and live for 3.12.1, and there were the Xenothreat playtests over the weekend, in case you couldn't tell. Um, Chekhov, did, did you manage to play the Xenothreat mission? No, I, I, I didn't go to PTU at all yet, so okay. I kind of, yeah, I don't want to do this alone. I'm probably going to wait boss. maybe during a weekend if uh, like yeah. we get it like a sort of a pseudo-org event, that would probably yeah. be good. Yeah, I'll definitely, if it's on this weekend, I'll be playing for sure, so... Uh, hopefully i've heard it's really fun um fish told us it was really fun actually for fish fish told us it was really fun he does not like when i do asmr in uh, discord <laughs> um, yes. so um i'm excited for that to launch 
Um, but because of the Xenothreat mission and other performance gains, we have to say goodbye to Chekhov's beloved landing zone, Levski and the planetoid Delamar. Yeah, they are that is leaving really us in the Stanton system and being moved to its proper home in Nix, and we will see it when Nix goes live. Yeah, um, well, see that that to me was extremely unexpected. I mean, I knew it was going to get moved, but knowing the fact that Nix is not probably going live for what a year plus, I mean, I did not really I, expect to move now. I bet you, I bet you, Nix goes live with Pyro. Um. Yeah, just based on the roadmap um, and what it says, I bet you Nix goes live with Pyro, especially because it's a pretty lightweight system compared to, you know, Stanton is one of the most complex systems in the game. That's why they tackled it first because it has so many biomes and so many you know areas to explore. So um, yeah, it's sad to see it go, but it also shows a chance for the future. You know. Yeah, it's progress. Yeah, I still have it. Definitely going to go visit it. So just in case, who knows, you know. <laughs> uh, that's a good thing back. to do tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um, now. It, it yeah. actually, for, for me personally, I'm going to lose a good game loop because that was my, uh, the, the, the Aaron's Halo run for, for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you mine right outside of it and then go sell a Levski. You know, yeah. but it was just a pure mining and I selling game, you know. Yeah. That that is sad. Um it it'll come back though, and I am I'm looking forward to it. I um you know, I, I, I think a lot of people, especially who've been on for a while who've been playing for a while, it was their first landing zone. So, you know, it was the first time ever that um you know, we got to land on a on a planet, even though it's not a planet, but you know what I mean. Right. So it was um, the first landing zone outside of PO. Right? PO was the first station, but this correct the planet. It was less. correct, correct. Um, and and I do think they'll probably rework it a little bit because it was built with the old tech. So right. they'll probably make it a little bit more performative than it's been. Because uh, I think Netsmage was saying that the number of polys in the I forgot his first name, but the Tanaka statue oh, yeah. Um, yeah. is like huge. Um, so they'll probably yeah, big resource you know, re, um, you know, probably uh, make that a little less uh, resource intensive. Um, but we, we do have other things to look forward to. Tomorrow is the update to the roadmap. Um, so, I mean, what are you hoping to see Chekhov? Uh, well, the, uh, uh, what I've actually, uh, I think I mentioned already, you know, definitely more, more clarity on iCache and where's, uh, if it's definitely going to get done because, uh, and to what extent, uh, what else was on there? That, Probably. Uh, I mean, we we're still missing server meshing, so that would be helpful. Right, right. Server meshing, right. There's a hole to be on there. So when you say to the roadmap, is it going to be only the for the quarter, or the they got to update everything the whole year? So, so they're adding because there's still sections that aren't on there yet. So they're adding more sections. Um, I'm hoping that they also add 
at least the release view for next quarter mm-hmm. um, so that we can see what to sort of expect. Cause you can't, you can't tell just cause something ends in a particular quarter doesn't mean it's going to be released. Then we don't know if that work has other, other things that it needs. So it'd be nice to see what they're sort of planning for the next quarter. Ideally, I'd like to see what they have for the whole year. But let's face it, they they said it themselves. You can't really predict much more than the the first quarter, you know, the mm-hmm. the quarter that you're going to be in. So even next quarter, there are things that are very likely at risk of moving. Um, so, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing that and seeing if they have any progress on some of the features towards 313. Yeah, yeah. Same. Um, but yeah, I mean, it should be good. I think the roadmap is, um, you know, much better than it had been and should be really interesting. Um, wow, we're just breezing through this checkoff. Yeah, well, for a change, they, they don't all have to be in a, an hour, you know. Remember when we started this, we said, I'll probably do like a 30 minutes. 30 minutes, podcast, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, <laughs> and then you know, our longest is short what, one, right? Yeah, our longest one is what two hours and twenty minutes? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So we're gonna make up for that one. Wait, is it two hours and twenty minutes? Uh, yeah, I think we went. Oh, it is. Yeah, it yeah. is. I can't believe that. I still don't know how we did that. Oh, well, it's just one of those things. I think we had a lot of questions. You know, sometimes when we have a lot of questions, we can go on for a while. Um, so you know what that that brings us to, Chekhov? Well, if this is uh, really moving fast, then definitely for science. It is time for science. So, um, you know, I, I, I think I'm done describing what for science is. I think I think our listeners know... Um, but is there anything that you've done in the past week in the name of science checkoff? Well, um, uh, not, uh, not really because I didn't play much, but I could tell yeah. you one thing that I actually just remembered and I'm going to go try it out. One of our members, uh, just mentioned a, a workaround for the glitch where the, uh, you know, Nomad does not stay comfortable. I'm saying the rock does not stay comfortably in the back of the Nomad. And yeah. supposedly if you uh, uh, open and close the oh, ramp three times, it kind of settles it in. So I definitely want to go try that out because that works because that was my favorite combination. And to see if that truly works will be real exciting for me. So, not that I did anything, but I will do something tonight. Oh, cool. I don't know. I have a doubt. Oh, that's exciting. Fuck. I have to play next. Whoa. <laughs> uh, whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, oh, I, I hit the wrong pad. Whoops. <laughs> um, oh, you mean the, when they gave you? Yeah, that happens. And what, what did they chase you, find you, or just you landed on somebody's huh? ship? Oh, no, no, no. I just hit it on the elevator panel. Oh, I hit okay. hanger instead of pad. Um, so for me, I haven't done anything really either. Jesus. Um, wait, this is... Yeah, okay, sorry. Um, I, you know, like I said, I tried to test out uh, PTU, so that was one thing. I do know that our org has been on the hunt for Prota, I believe it is. 
and I'm pretty sure someone found it over the weekend. So, um, you know, we've got a few people in the org who've been really dedicated to like almost, you know, like trying to explore the, the, um, flora of Hurston and some of the surrounding, uh, locations. So, you know, hopefully there'll be more to that as well. Um, we did get a few questions this week. They were all on Discord. Just give me one second and I will go through them because I'm waiting for my door to open on the elevator. And who doesn't like, who doesn't hate when the door closes after you've arrived? Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first question uh, comes to us from Admiral Cody. And it's for. Both of us, obviously, because we don't have a guest this week. Uh, when do you think CIG will finally give us that big Benny Noodles reliance skin? Need a side job delivering noodles in order to fund more expeditions. Hmm. I have no idea when they're going to. I mean, you, you, I guess your guess is as good as mine. You know, uh, it's definitely yeah. not going to be on the roadmap. Uh, yeah. I, to be quite honest, I didn't even know there was one. And right. part of me is questioning whether that's even serious or not. Oh, if it's a serious <laughs> question, yeah, I know. Because <laughs> you know how Cody can be sometimes. Um, I would imagine if, if they do have it, it'll be a while. Um, you know, because it's a very specific skin. Although, who knows? They've been adding skins more and more. It seems like something that they can kind of quickly whip up, so... It could be sooner rather than later. I would just imagine the, the the Reliant isn't exactly, you know, a lot of people don't. It's not like a, it's not one of the more beloved ships, I find, at least mm-hmm. from my experience. Um, next two questions come to us from Zake, and they're related. So the first one is, what kind of gameplay do you envision the Reliant Mako will offer when its camera and the assumed game loop to go along with the mission is complete or the assumed game loop is complete. Uh, what do you think? Check off. Are you, first of all, are, are you familiar um, with what yeah. the Reliant uh, Mako is? I was just going to say, what, what, what is a Reliant Mako? Yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't even attempt to answer the question and I can't even wing it. Cause I really don't know what the Reliant Mako is. Ah, so it is dubbed affectionately by CIG and others as the news van. And so it's a rendition of the Reliant that has a camera on one of its turret um, uh, spots and has a sort of like control booth in the back. Um, I would Hmm. say it's interesting from the standpoint of it's really the only ship of its kind so far. Um, I would imagine part of it might be for surveillance um even though they call it the news van part of it might be for surveillance and reconnaissance um maybe recording phenomena there might be specific missions related to that um you might be able to there is the sort of assumption with the um with some of the tech that we have including you know even just our comms that you'll be able to actually broadcast in game and actually have in game content in game um, which would be really weird and meta and cool. Um, so we'll see. Um, but unsure. I would imagine at, at the very least, there'll probably be some sort of missions associated with it, whether it's surveillance or capturing a phenomena. Um, maybe maybe it's a way to record video in game that you can you know, bring back to your org and watch. 
Um, and like I said, maybe it'll be an option to have in-game uh, sort of news van functionality. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, that makes sense because I, I mean, I play around with it a lot right now as far as setting, um, you know, your camera uh, and trying to play at the same time is pretty difficult. So mm-hmm. I could see that being, you know, all, all of the above was simply just, uh, you know, a media camera that you can record still shots and video, but uh, really be sort of a director on your own. So while, while you're still maneuvering, you have a different perspective, a different angle that you could set the camera on and really manage it this way. Like right now, I'm yeah. doing it using Game Glass, and that's really the only way uh, that, you know, I, mo- most people do it if you want to have like that director perspective, you know. Otherwise, it's extremely cumbersome right now to yeah. play and, and control that camera, you know. Yeah. Um and then similarly, he asked, Zake asks, um, "Think, do you think there'd be missions or some sort of advantages with the camera attached to the Mako?" Um, I mean, yeah, I'm assuming so. Yeah, I agree. I mean, now that I understand what it is, as you said, that that makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah, I'm sure they'll come up with a bunch of stuff. Your mic's doing a weirdo. Yeah, it's just interesting that it's the only ship of its kind right now. Now, I will say, um, I don't remember the episode, but there's this really interesting um, episode of, uh, um, what was it called? Around the Verse, which is what the precursor to Inside Star Citizen was. Mm-hmm. And in the episode, they showed off the in-game tech i think this is before in-game comms came up yeah i'm pretty sure it was they were showing sort of the tech behind holograms and how the fact that like if you were witnessing a hologram um from even even in squadron 42 if you're witnessing a hologram the person on the other side it's not like a it's not like a quick time event or some sort of, wow. you know, in game, you know, mm-hmm. thing that where it's right there, it is diegetic and it's also happening somewhere else in the verse. So someone, even NPCs, you know, just like we do when we call the landing zone, especially at Levski, you know, that, that, um, he's probably like a Bernie bro in, uh, in mm-hmm. today's times, but like, you know, Levski's Bernie bro is like, a prime example, he's actually sitting there in a control booth and talking to you. That's also why some a lot of times when you land at Lauraville, you get a crotch shot of the ATC there because, quite frankly, they're actually there, present, talking to you. So wow. um, they, mm-hmm. they sort of touched on sort of like that kind of concept there, and they also showed off camera drones. Um and how those worked. So that was really cool. Uh, so I, I can imagine that sort of tech being in play with the Mako. Um, next question. There's two questions coming from Canuck 2099. Uh, first question is pursuant to the dev discussion. Do you think that CIG should make a better effort to make women's clothing more widely available? So that was in relationship to the, um, Star Citizen Live this week, they, they mentioned how there are some women's clothing that, that are just not in the game. Uh, they said that at the time, uh, 
they couldn't, uh, you know, they didn't have the female character up and running right away. So it took them a long time to actually rig that because it's a different size character and the animations are different. And at the same time, they still have to put out clothing. So they were putting out clothing for only the male character. Um, and so they had to go back, they have to go back and actually put the rest in. Um, but someone mentioned that there's some missing clothing on Microtech and they said, you know, that they didn't realize that there was some missing. So it might just be like an availability thing and, uh, you know, something's mm-hmm. not actually connected. Um, but they did say they want to make it a one-to-one ratio while still having like, you know, if there's formal wear, sometimes you might have a dress for the female character and the male might not have a dress, um, but they, they'll they have an outfit that's corresponding for each. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they should try to, but at the same time, I don't see a lot of female characters either. Um, yeah. Well, they, they, I mean, so, they do have... Uh female uh you know armor available that was always in the game so that that we know and uh yeah women's uh i guess uh fashion is much uh you know tend tend to be a much wider selection than than men's real you know in real life also right as we know yeah so yeah maybe just plain simply a greater effort. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think it's intentional in any shape or form. They'll catch up. They'll yeah. catch up eventually, and they'll they'll do what's right. I I don't think it's that like, especially when it's clothing and not armor. You know, exactly. most people wear their flight suits. Right, right. As of right now, like nice to have. Yeah, I you know I have like one t-shirt and pants and. And I don't know why I bought it just, you know, for fun. But yeah, yeah, I like I have a exactly. know, wardrobe full of clothing. Yeah. And Canuck's second question and the last question for us tonight is um, CIG spoke of the combat summit. Um, if you could have a table um, or if you could table a summit around any other mechanic tomorrow with CIG, which mechanic would you discuss? What would you discuss, Chekhov? Well, it's, I think it's kind of obvious. One of our favorite uh, loops would be would be mining. You know, mm. uh, yeah, the future of mining. Uh, yeah, you know, future of mining, and I guess if there's a combat summit. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, definitely. There's lots to talk about techniques. You know, you always learn something new. Even yeah, last night when we went out with our new member, you kind of learned you know certain things like that I didn't really consider. You know, it had like a, you know, methodology. Okay, this is the percentage that I, you know, uh, attempt on the first crack. That That's the percentage I go for on the second. I mean, I, I don't sometimes don't think about things that way. And this is where yeah. these little summits come in. You know, you get round tables, you get people sharing ideas. Yeah, it could be, be helpful to improve your gameplay. Yeah, definitely. I personally would want to hear... Um more about exploration and what what that's going to look like um i think that could be a really cool summit because exploration sort of feeds into a lot of uh sections of the game and you know of course anytime tony z talks i'm like drooling because he usually is talking about such broad implications um so that would be what i would want to choose yeah, it's funny you brought up exploration. We always talk about game loops that exist. If if you think about it, exploration is one 
sort of game loop that, that's always in the game, right? Like, you know, a good example of it is what we're doing as an org now. I mean, we're exploring and we're, 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 we're looking for, for these, for this plant or for the mushrooms or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. but, you know, you, you, even though there are no specific missions around exploration, but you know, the, I know some of our, some of our members that, so I think uh, actually Cody does right quite a bit of it. He, mm-hmm. so you could just go ahead and do that right now in game if you like. Yeah. But I think more of like, I'm very curious to hear more about the formal ideas around exploration specific to like exploration vessels and the types of phenomena that they're expecting to put in game and how, you know, and I'm, I'm very curious about it from the standpoint of both how are they going to drive exploration via missions and reputation and stuff like that, but then also how are they going to drive it from a sandbox perspective? And, you know, I'm really intrigued by things like that. So that's what I'm most curious about right now. Um, but it's also probably the furthest mechanic uh, away. Because yeah. I feel like th- I feel like they're going to implement almost all the other game loops first and then tie them together with exploration. Correct, because I think they're going to evolve. Exploration is going to really evolve everything. I mean, you're probably going to get into combat. You know, you could be getting to some, you know, mining, you know, and, you know, salvage and everything else. Now, that being said, once there's a new version of scanning in the game, that might change things. And, um, you know, scanning as a mechanic itself looks like it's going to be quite interesting. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out, too. Um, and that'll probably be more realistic sooner rather than later, I would imagine. If not this year, then not, not far off. Um, you know, interestingly enough, uh, sort of outside of, uh, you know, those are all the questions that we have. Um, you know, one thing that I noted or I caught uh, just the other day that sort of annoyed me, and I just wanted to talk about it really quickly. Um, and, you know, I'm not trying to be a white knight in the game. But it's sort of tough when people do this. I saw a video on YouTube. Uh, I can't remember the content creator. I'm not trying to get him more views, so I'm not uh, going to call him out Um, anyway. But the name of his video was something like, is Star Citizen taking too long? And, you know, he was talking about how there were two years of pre-development before the 2012 sort of... um, kickstarter campaign and then you know that means the game's been in development for 10 years um is what he said so i thought i just wanted to talk a little bit about that um just because i think it's sort of while he's not wrong and i understand i think he's doing a disservice to the complexity of the scenario and he's making it seem like a much more bleak proposition than it needs to um, and, and that's because there's a factor that he forgets and talks about and doesn't has not did not address in his video. So in the video, he talks about, you know, all those phenomena. What he failed to mention is that um, when they first did pre um, work on the game, that was like in a garage. Right. So the two years before the Kickstarter that was in a garage, 
him, you know, Chris Roberts, maybe his brother and another person and maybe a couple people. It was not a big team. It was, you know, passion project. And of course it took him two years because it wasn't his full time thing. After that, when they went into the Kickstarter campaign, the Kickstarter campaign was in 2012. The game was completely different in terms of the scope. It was going to be a little bit more simple. The focus was more on squadron and things changed. You know, they, they ended up crowdfunding all these stretch goals and creating a much bigger game based on the, the response of the audience. But that's not the thing to keep in mind. The thing to keep in mind is you look at a game like GTA five. Um, I believe that game took eight years. Now it's a pretty large scale game, obviously not to the scale of this game. That's with a pre-built studio. So GTA five had a full studio was already hired. Everybody, the studio was in, you know, and it's not the first GTA that they've ever created. So it's not like they're starting from scratch here. They are building the studio. They, you know, they built the studio, they built the game and part of the problem. And it's a problem, but it's also a blessing is in 2015, the game changed substantially because they decided to use procedural tech to build fully um, explorable planets. And so a lot of the early work that they did had to be redone. They also moved from Crytek um, to Lumberyard. That required a, a huge refactor. The game is taking forever. Yes. People are definitely getting impatient and some people are frustrated. Yes. Is the game taking too long? Probably. But is it fair to treat it like it's had a full 10 years of regular full-scale development? No. They had to hire 600 people across multiple studios. Um, the thing I, I just wanted to call out, and I'm sorry for you know taking the mic, but the thing I wanted to call out is... There are signs that we are hitting a shift. And I know like what you don't, what I hate doing is overly, overly focusing on like one server meshing is in, this is the answer. And we don't know when server meshings, meshings coming and it, it's pro it's in it, in the game's development it's sooner rather than later, but it's not just the end all be all. They still have to build more game loops. They still have to build a lot more into the game. But I think the game's going to get a lot more complex and a lot more fun But when that happens. And the biggest thing that I can point to for why I'm very hopeful that we're going to see sort of a speed increase in things is the fact that Turbulent is building out that studio specifically for building planets. And you see things like this River Tech that... Sure, it's early days for the river tech, but when they when they showed off cave tech in the same state, we got cave tech in that same year. We got caves of the same year. So, you know, this is coming from someone who is like reading about the game, looking at the game, but he's not someone who's been following it as closely as we have. And I think it's just a little short sighted. So I just wanted to say that because I get frustrated when I see you know, negative negativity like yeah. that at that level, especially from someone who does not play the game. Right. Right. Yes. I think I know who you're referring to. I've been 
listening to because there was very little content, so I've been listening to some of these YouTubers also. Yeah. But uh, I, I actually kind of, of course, I, I, I agree with you. I have also a little bit of a different take on it, and I have to say to all those, you know, people that are kind of criticizing the game, to me, from enjoyment perspective, the game is finished. And it's been finished the minute I started playing it. Because I, I'm enjoying Star Citizen and the shape that it's in a lot more than 90% of the games that I played in the past that were so, so to say, finished. So as far yeah. as I'm concerned, I really don't care whether you call it alpha, you call it beta, it's finished, not finished. My, my only, well, potential disappointment will be and could be, you know, is that, you know, if they, if the, you know, if they completely wipe prematurely and force me to go back to that, you know, one ship, uh, you know, and force me into the grind again, uh, I may not be too happy. Again, only because premature. I am okay and, and fully expected to be at these major milestones like, you know, betas and go live. But kind of, you know, to me, you know what? I don't absolutely don't mind the game, and I think everybody should enjoy the state it's in. Don't care about 30Ks. Don't care about little bugs. You know, this is great, very playable, very enjoyable. They did a tremendous job, and we we nothing but you know odd you know every time something you know patch comes out and and the new improvements and and the you know the roadmap and really understanding the whole project, understanding the effort, the the tech that goes in and the level of detail. So yeah, in a nutshell, the, the, as far as I'm concerned, I'm I'm playing an enjoyable finished product from my perspective. Yeah. Well, and I think in, in the comments, because there are a lot of people who are like, yeah, it's an oversized tech demo, blah, blah, blah. But then there were plenty of people who are like, well, you know, I wouldn't play this game by myself, but I'm part of an org and that makes all the difference. And it's like, not to sound like we always plug the org because it's fine if you want to play the game, if you're not, you know, if you want to be solo. But it's like, I think that helps so much, you know, and it helps right. you keep, like engaged and then these events that they're having that's going to be such interesting content to keep us you know because they're supposed to do it every quarter and uh, yeah. one of the things that leaks talked about was that the next quarter it sounds like or at least there's a good chance it'll be something like a nine tails blockade of one of the stations and you have to smuggle things into the station through the blockade that's awesome you know, maybe that'll be for the Star Runner or, or a ship, you know, maybe not maybe not specific ship. I doubt they would gate that type of experience. Unless it was a mission where they gave you the ship, like that one Twitch Pacheco mission. Mm-hmm. Um, but, saying? like, that's really cool. And they're going to do that with every major patch. Yep. Yeah. That so, is cool stuff. It'll keep things really, really interesting. Um, yeah, that's just my 20 cents. <laughs> yeah, no, there was negative good. people. <laughs> I hate when people get negative and like, especially the worst is like negative, but you don't actually have a real point of view. It's like your point of view is from 20,000 feet away. Not, not from within the game. Uh, anyway, if you do have questions for us, you can submit them by emailing us at readcastsc at gmail.com. You can direct message us on Twitter at ReadcastSC. Um, you know, I've been getting some decent engagement on there. I, you know, I want to try and get a little bit more content up, but it, 
it, it can be challenging because, you know, I do have a day job and so does Chekhov. And, you know, we don't have time to tweet all the time, but we'll try as best as we can. Um, you could also submit a message through our anchor, which is a voice message, which is always welcome. Um, change of pace as well as through the Readcast Discord, which the link should be fixed below. If um, if the link isn't fixed for some reason, please uh, give, me, give us a shout out. Um, also, you know, we do have a lot of Read um, creators out there. They, um, Earth and Netsmage have um, YouTube series, uh, they have video series on YouTube. And uh, Admiral Cody and Calibri have created really interesting soundtrack for Reed and star citizen that I think is really engaging links to find all that content are below. Um, and if you are trying to explore the verse and you're looking for that friendly org that obeys the rule of law, um, you know, Reed stands for, or I guess checkout read, <laughs> uh, Reed stands for research and engineering through exploration and discovery. Uh, that wraps up another episode of Readcast, the last one for the first month of the year. I can't believe we're through another month. Yeah, and I can't believe yet again we created some uh, content on the fly, something to talk about. How, how long did we go this time? Uh, 45 minutes. Oh, there you go. Not bad. Yeah. We're, still, we're still over the originally planned time. And I am uh, sad to see that we're done, but on the other hand, I am extremely happy because I'm in front of a 40% quantanium and I really oh, need to my focus, goodness. focus on it and get this <laughs> baby where, crack. Where are you? I can help you. I'm, I'm at Cruel 3. I, I already went through the first round, so I'm on the second. Oh, then you're fine. Round. You're good. Yeah, yeah I'm already there. I just didn't want to. I wanted to get this done and get on with my, you know, experimenting for science. I have something to talk about. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, fellow citizens, thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Yep, good night, everybody. Bye-bye now.